Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in. This is Slow Your Roll with Dominic Lorenzano and my partner here, Jesse Caulfield, writer for uh, the YakiWayReport.com. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. We're going to be talking about sports, Boston sports, whatever league's going on at the time, everything. We'll bring in some local stuff, too, when those seasons are in session. And, uh, you know, you know, plenty of sports shows out there, Jesse, right now, but... I mean, you, you, you have your ties, you know, your writing and stuff, but, you know, people are on the radio, national, even local, they have their, like, connections and stuff. There's always usually some sort of shtick, or maybe you need to be careful, or you need to live up to whatever your image is. I mean, we're just regular guys here. Very interested. We do our research, and we've been following for years, but we don't have to worry about connections as much and stuff like that. So uh, we'll give you the honest opinions of... Uh, I think how, how most normal people look at it. A very raw opinion. <laughs> very raw. Very raw. But but educated. No doubt. No doubt educated. A little better, I, I would say, a little better, no offense, guys, a little better than the people who call in um, to a lot of local <laughs> Boston stuff who, who say, oh, we should have traded and got Freddie Freeman and given them, you know, just Jay Groom, we would have been fine. <laughs> a little better than that. All right. Anyway, guys. Let's just let's just get right in. I know I had to bang on the table. I just had to. I just had to. Anyway, and now one other thing. I'm I, you again. You're smarter than the average fan, no doubt about it. You, you're a little. You could be a little angry Boston guy though, a little bit. Well, that sells. People like controversy. People. No, 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 no. Before even that, you were just like that either way. You were because you were you were out on Jared Goff before everybody. Before I was, I was like, ah, oh, give the guy some time. It'll be fine. You're you're a little more. Which, by the way, you were right. I'll I, give you credit. You were 100% right. I'm just saying, from the aspect of just us as people, I'm, I'm a little calmer. You're, you're, you go right after it. All right. Anyway, though, let, let, let's get right into this now, okay? The trade deadline, okay? Red Sox, uh, pretty underwhelming on what they did, and I couldn't help but sit there watching, the, uh, watching my phone, watching the TV, you know? put on some MLB network before I had to, you know, go to work and stuff and thought to myself, I'm watching the division slip away right now as the Red Sox proceeded to do absolutely nothing. Here's the thing about baseball, okay? Especially when it starts right off, everyone's paying attention and everyone freaks out about all the little things, how good this person does and that person does. Baseball is a game of averages and everything averages out. You are what your resume says you are. If you've been in the league five to six years, there's usually never some great epiphany. There was a guy named your main Mercedes for the White Sox who was the darling of baseball for the first month, month and a half. He was a career minor leaguer. He was playing out of his mind, hitting out of his mind, and everybody loved him. Where is he today? He's back at AAA. That's how baseball works. If you've been in the league five to six years, it doesn't matter how amazing you did the first two months. What it really means is how much worse the next two to two and a half months are going to be because we all average out. The Red Sox starting rotation, Nick Pavetta has a career ERA of 5.22, Martin Perez 4.69, Eovaldi 4.2, and Edward uh, Eduardo Rodriguez 4.2. Garrett Richards has a th- ERA career ERA of 3.79, but he hasn't been good in three years since he hurt his Achilles and he's age 33. 
This rotation needed help. You found yourself in first place with plenty of pieces there that make you a legit team. It's one of the best offenses in baseball. Bullpens are weird and wacky, and sometimes when guy when your bullpen gets on a hot stretch, you can maintain that for the year because guys are only pitching one inning and you only pitch 15 innings out of a season, and that's a tiny sample size of what averages out in baseball. So you can roll with a hot bullpen for even a full season. The Pirates did that a couple of years ago with the Shark Tank. Actually, I'm dating myself. That was about a decade ago now I think (laughs) but you get the point this rotation needed help and the Red Sox decided to sit there and do absolutely nothing Yes, they got Kyle Schwarber a weird fit and I just really honestly want to bring in some warm bodies they brought in Hansel Robles and Austin Davies I said warm bodies not dead bodies they don't fill any needs that this Sox team needed and again I'm not saying you go out and blow the farm on Jose Barrios or Max Scherzer. I, and no intentions, want to give up maybe even a top 10 prospect in our minor league system. But Alex Cobb is not going to gain her a top 10 prospect. Maybe not even top 15. Mike Miner probably won't. John Gray maybe, but John Gray at least has a history of pitching better than that and has to deal with Coors Field all the time. Point being, you didn't have to give up a ton to at least get some minor help in this rotation. And unfortunately, the Rays added, the Yankees added, though I don't always love what they did, and the Blue Jays added. Here's the other thing that makes it worse. It's not like this division is getting worse and you can think we'll be fine next year. No. The Jays are on the come up. They might even be the favorite next year. The Rays are here to stay. I do have my doubts about the Yankees, but things aren't going to get any easier from here on in for the Red Sox. And again, if you bring in Alex Cobb or any of these people, I'm not saying it makes you better than the White Sox or the Astros. It clearly does not. What I am asking, though, is let's at least get to the dance. Get into the position of the playoffs where you only have to win three games in a series, four games in a series later, and wacky things happen. At least get yourself there and let the chips fall where they may. But now I believe the Red Sox have put themselves in a position where they actually not only will lose the division, but they are even in danger of not getting a playoff spot. Yankees today are only two and a half back of that last playoff spot. Red Sox are three and a half up on the A's who have that second wildcard spot up. But there is a lot of baseball to play, and this rotation is not getting any better. Even the offense is slumping right now. Jesse, I know your opinions on this. I know they're not quite in line with mine, so I'm going to let you go. I just want to start out by saying I was stunned uh, that Garrett Richards... ERA is as low as it is, considering he, like a month ago, admitted that he has no idea how to throw a baseball without Pintar. <laughs> I did forget about that. Um, but he was he was really good back in the day for the Angels, at like, like, like stud level. Yeah, I love fossils too. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I, I did have a different approach than you for the Red Sox at this trade deadline. I did write an article about how I thought maybe the Red Sox could use a guy like Anthony Rizzo. And there's many reasons to say why they should. They are awful at the first base position. He's great at the first base position. They could use another lefty power bat. Uh, But I was actually fine if the Red Sox did nothing at all and went for it next year. This team... This team was supposed to be absolute garbage. And for three games, they were. And I don't know what happened. They figured something out. And you have a bunch of weird guys like Nick Pavetta and, and uh, 
Kike Hernandez, just getting it done. So I think we should have just enjoyed this year for what it is. I still think they'll at least make the wild card game, and I think they can at least beat the A's. If we lose to the Yankees, that'll break my heart. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I thought next year was the year. Okay, they've managed to build up the farm system after Dave Dombrowski traded a lot of it away again. So there's a lot of hope for the future. Uh, so yeah, I I didn't want I didn't want them to trade for Schwarber. I was okay with what they gave up. Yeah, you got a lefty power bat. That's kind of nice, but... But he's a weird fit. Where's he going to play? No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Schwarber's a weird fit. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I I mean, d- They're going to make him play first base, but I think he was quoted as saying... <laughs> by the way, while he's rehabbing... He's not even well, a good outfielder. No, he's not even a good outfielder. But he, I think he was quoted as saying, my goal is to not be a defensive liability at first. That's 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 a pretty low bar yeah. here when you're trying to trying to secure a division win. So, and I you know I understand that that the lefty bat power and all that it works. It's fine. It's nice. Uh, to me, it's it's just an odd fit, and I would have rather have gotten an arm for this rotation. I'm not saying you're wrong that it's an odd fit because it definitely is. I thought Rizzo would be a better fit, hence the first base stuff. Blah 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 blah. Um, but with pitching. I, I really think you would you would have better off doing nothing at all at this point. Okay. I know I know Michael Chavis is not what they hoped he would be, and maybe a decent trading asset. I liked him; he's a great <laughs> locker room guy. But you traded him for a man with an ERA of almost six. Yeah, I know. And then you sent down Brandon Workman, who's been okay out of the bullpen this year. Did he actually accept the demotion or is he a free agent? He is a free agent. I was going to say, because he was DFA'd, guys. He was not sent straight to AAA. He is now, so he's a free agent. Yes, he was designated for assignment. So he can be picked up by another team. So Workman is likely gone because I'm sure somebody's going to pick him up. Yeah, so you're replacing, you're also replacing Workman with nobody. I know. I, I didn't understand them at the deadline. I didn't understand why they did what they did. I did not get it. But here's my, my, my last retort to you, though. I know you say ride it out. But listen, when I'm looking at this, I still see a rotation here that's can pass the bar, kind of. I see a lot of threes. Well, I see about one three. There is one three. <laughs> There's about one three, and I see a bunch of fours and fives. Okay. With this offense, though, this is a legit offense. This is a top five, maybe top three offense in the game and a bullpen that is hot. To me, I think there's enough pieces here to think that you could have made the playoffs. And once you make the playoffs, crazy things happen. At least get yourself in that position. Chris Sale comes back. I know guys off Tommy John sometimes. He's going to be limited. A lot of this time, he's probably only going to throw four or five innings. That's at least helpful, though. I just watched him at Worcester. He looked pretty good. He threw 81 pitches that day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he threw 81 pitches. So 81 pitches can get you through five innings, which is, let's be honest, that's like how half these guys go anymore in Major League Baseball anyway, unless you have an absolute stud, which this team does not have. So is there any difference here? When you bring Sale in, I mean, Martin well, Perez is going about five innings. I mean, he's going less now, but I mean, when he was rolling, he was going five. No one is even saying Sale's going to start, so. I think he could be a long reliever. Maybe chew up two to three innings if you need it. You know, I thought that originally, but if you're going to have him throw 81 pitches in AAA, I was thinking to myself, well, they're going to have him join the rotation. You I know, guess. Maybe, maybe they might do a six-man. Maybe only have him pitch once a week. I think he, if he is going to start, they'll ease him into it. They'll give, oh, they'll him, they'll, they'll give him, him some bullpen. Yeah. Um, or have him piggyback off one of the starters. 
Maybe. Or one of the starters piggyback off him. You know, you have Sale go three, you have Perez go the next three or four. So, but I think at some point come September, I think maybe he'll be in the rotation. Well, Ryan Brazier, you know, reliever, he might come back this year too. Yeah, that's true. But he's t- been decent. He has been in the but, past. Yeah, I, I, to me, there's still enough legitimate pieces there that makes me think you at least got to add a few things here and there, and at least let the chips fall where they may. But be that as it may, Jesse, I get you don't get the you don't you do not agree, and you you are fine with holding Pat. But this division is just getting better. It is sure. I think the Yankees. Got better on paper. Oh, I don't, we'll, see, we'll see how it goes in the long run, like years down the line. I, um, I, I don't agree with New York's moves, actually. Um, I agree with one of them on an island. I don't agree with doing both of them. I think the Rays absolutely... You could argue the Red Sox were better, or at least playing better this season than the Rays. But like now I think the Rays are absolutely better than you. That, actually, but, that might have been the most perfect fit of all the trade deadline moves, is Nelson Cruz to the Rays. Why? Because that's exactly what they needed. They have length in that lineup. They just don't have like a premier, like professional, consistent, great hitter. I mean, a Randy Rosarena is talented, but he's young. He can be consistent. You add Nelson Cruz to that lineup. Jeez. Mm, mm. it's, it's a real lineup now. Tasty. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. I think I think that's enough on the opening segment here, Jesse. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you for some for some quick news around the league, guys, before we get into our next topic. All right. It's time for rapid fire news. Rapid fire news. <laughs> All right, I'm actually. We started with baseball, so I'm gonna start with some baseball news. Uh, the past week, the Cleveland Indians are officially changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians, which we both hate. But we might talk about that later in the show. The name. I mean, we just hate the selection of the name. It's so boring. <laughs> but Bar, I mean, Toby Barr still had a great thing on that. So they did. We might it, talk about it, that it later. Was, it was the laziest name change of all time. <laughs> I'll save that for later. <laughs> okay. If we talk about it. Yeah. We might talk on another show. <laughs> also, another news: uh, NFL training camp kicked off last week, and Aaron Rodgers turns out he decided to show up. So it sounds like he only wanted to go to Hawaii with his. <laughs> was it his wife? I don't know what she is or whatever. <laughs> I think it's his fiance. Sure. He just seemed to want a vacation, I guess. <laughs> Um, also in hockey news, uh, David Krejci of the Bruins, longtime center, has retired. I mean, he didn't, he didn't ever say the word retired in his statement. He never said that. He said he's going home to the Czech Republic because he wants to play in front of his parents. So his time in Boston might be done for at least the foreseeable future. But he left it a little open to come back, so we'll see. Mm. Uh, speaking of the Bruins, uh, uh Free agency just started for the NHL. They made a couple moves. Some I like, some I don't like. Some of the big ones were they signed Nick Foligno, uh, who's from Toronto, Eric Howla from Nashville, and Linus Ullman, a goalie from the Buffalo Sabres. And I actually really like that last one, especially with Tuka Rask going to be out as long as he is. How long is Tuka out for? February. Oh, geez. They might. I, to be honest, if he's going to be out that long and you got Swayman as your backup and Ullman as your probable starter day one, you, I think you give him a year off. Okay. And let him think if he wants to come back. Because he was also, you know, discussing, like David Krejci was, do I want this anymore? Do I want to take the constant criticism of the media day in and day out? Probably not. Shout out to Matt Reardon, by the way, if he ever listens to this podcast. Matt Reardon is the biggest Tuca hater I've ever seen in my life. It's so funny. Actually, I'm a big Tuca supporter. I know you are. When he does wrong things, I'll say it. But, like, people jump on him too hard. But moving on, because this is rapid-fire news. Uh, More hockey news. Evander Kane 
recently has a controversy about him. His wife the other day came out and said that he has been betting against his own team, which is a big, big thing. And they accused him of throwing games. Big accusation. We might talk about it later in the show. I, I just I gotta throw this in there though. Even if he was betting, even if he was betting on his team to win, he was betting on the Sharks. Yeah, I so know. that's not the greatest. It's not the greatest idea in the world. Hey, either. man. <laughs> Maybe he's like a Pete Rose. He's like, I'm gonna do it myself. <laughs> I guess. Uh, also, Celtics news: the draft just happened. I'm going to butcher this name, but here we go. Let's give it a shot. Uh, they didn't have a first round pick, so with the 45th pick, they got. I think it was Jan Bejerin. It's French, so I probably absolutely butchered that last name. What does this mean for the Celtics this year? Nothing. They said he's going to play in Europe. <laughs> but hey, that was their first pick they made this season. And finally, with the Red Sox, uh, this past week, they went 2-5 and five against Toronto and Tampa, including a sweep of the now first place. Tampa Bay Rays. So it's not looking good right now. No, not not at all. They've lost that division lead that they've had virtually the entire season. Yeah. And, and they have a lot of games against the Rays still to come. So it's time to make it back. Or, or to drop further out if you can't get yeah, it done. Let's, let's be optimists here. <laughs> You're right. Usually I'm the optimist. Yeah, they'll get it done. They'll get, it, they'll get those back. Yeah. All right. But that... Rapid Fire News. Thank you, Jesse, with that. And now we'll uh, move on to just some quick more trade deadline talk. We'll move into the Bruins after that and some other stuff. A little bit of Patriots camp, too. But let's dive right back into... Uh, I like how you ended that with baseball. Dive right back into baseball real quick. So the trade deadline just happened. It started with baseball and ended with baseball. Yeah. Almost did. like we planned this. Uh, almost. Almost. Anyway, though, so, you know, just a quick little thing around the league. You know, we give us our three winners and three losers from the deadline. Jesse, I'm going to let you go first on this one, though. Who do you think are the three teams that are the big winners of the deadline and the three losers? Want me to list them all right now? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, each three. Okay. Give your explanations. Uh, My three winners are, the first one is the Dodgers, because they got the big name, (laughs) maybe the biggest name in the trade deadline, and Max Scherzer. Mm -hmm. Also, Trey Turner, uh, which helps uh, with the loss of... Corey Seager. Sure. And what's the picture? I can't remember his name right now for some reason. Oh, Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer. For <laughs> being a main man, I guess. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that's why the Dodgers are winners. I also put them as winners because with that last move with Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, they fleeced my first loser. Yeah. The San Diego Padres. Well, I did say, I think they did make a nice move in getting Frazier from the Pirates. Yeah. But, but the offense wasn't the issue. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so that's why well, that's why they're one of my losers here. Because they lost out on Max Scherzer. Okay. Who actually, it was reported, confirmed, that the San Diego Padres were getting Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Yes. Until? The Dodgers swooped in. Out of nowhere and said no. Yeah. They have a $290 million payroll right now, the Dodgers. Oh, they don't, they don't care about the luxury tax. They're not John, they're not John Henry. <laughs> Right, my first, I'm going to list both my second winner and loser because they also go together. Okay. Winner is the Tampa Bay Rays for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Loser is the Boston Red Sox for mm. reasons we pretty much already discussed. Yeah, we don't even go into that. Yeah. And then my third winner is the Giants because at least offensive wise, they might have got the biggest name at the deadline. Okay. In Chris Bryant. And he homered immediately. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so I think that'll really help the Giants. Uh, who shouldn't be here in the first place, but no. this is what the Giants seem to do. Yeah, it really is. And my third loser 
is the Colorado Rockies because they did nothing at all. Yeah, even though even though they decided to trade Nolan Arenado last year for a bag of peanuts. Yeah, and uh, Trevor Story came out and said, I mean, he called out the team. He was like, you did nothing. You didn't even say we're stocking up for the future. It's like, this is it, guys. You are the people. Okay. Uh, and Story's a free agent. Yeah, I'm sure he's not coming back. No, no, no. They know he's not coming back, but they want the they, compens- they want the compensatory pick that comes oh. from leaving. Okay. But draft picks in baseball, this is not the NFL. I would rather quantity. I'm, I mean, I'd rather yeah, quantity of prospects who are already playing than a draft pick. Actually, speaking of draft pick, this is a loft topic. But do you hear what the Mets their first overall pick? No, they are not signing him. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> the producer, Mets fan. That I was just, Robert talking to us. He's a Mets fan. He should be happy. They got Javi Baez. And they're first in the division. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think they're vulnerable. Yeah, they, they, there's questions in particularly because if you're a Mets fan and you understand doctors and the Mets, not a good idea. <laughs> that is true. So there's so many issues with him body-wise, they're just not going to sign him. They're yeah, not signing them. I, I did hear that, yes. Yeah, it's, it, there's issues with it. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 there's concerns over his health immediately. <laughs> uh, I love this. I love having a conversation with our producer right now. <laughs> they, the this Mets probably should have looked into his health before they picked him. Well, that's why they're the Mets. Just a little question. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> Wait, please tell me he was a pitcher. Yes. Of course he was. Because I mean, they have the greatest. They have the greatest rotation every single season, on the IL. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, where is Syndergaard right now? Is he alive? Barely. <laughs> I was at the game on. I'm sorry, interjecting again. I was at the game on Thursday. I drove, went down, saw the Mets, and Tejon Walker did very well for three innings, and then. <laughs> Uh, the Braves hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> this is Robert talking like to us again. <laughs> no, and it's, Taiwan Walker has really fallen off a cliff, Robert. I'm sorry. Listen, you got... They stacked you, up the pitching because they know. Yeah, Mets doctors and pitchers. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're three games up on the Phillies, okay? You're still three games up on the Phillies. Yep. Yeah, four and a half up on the Braves. You're okay. You got Javi Baez. Yeah. You without Degrom for a month though. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Now they'll, they'll make do. They'll figure it out. Go back to what you. No, no, no. You're fine, Rob. They'll figure it out. Uh, did you say all your winners and losers? I think you did. Yeah, winners: Dodgers, Rays, Giants, losers: Padres, Actually, Red we, Sox, we're Rockies. More different on this than I thought we would be. I, I I only did NL West and AL East. Yeah, you really did. All right. Well, to me, I, I'm going to retort at one of yours real quick, though, because I want you to retort at the ones you want to question on mine. To the Dodgers one. I don't know if I want to put Dodgers. They definitely are a winner, but I don't feel like they should be top three because I feel like what you kind of did was move laterally from what the team started with. So you kind of just replace what you lost, which is very valuable. But does it... From the start of the season, all right, when you looked at the roster, to right now, are they actually better than what they were? Well... You replace Bauer with Scherzer. Would you rather have Scherzer or Bauer? Probably Bauer, actually. Really? So, the Scherzer's 37. I guess Bauer's a little inconsistent this season. Yeah, he could be. He could be. Um, I think he's a little more dynamic, though. I I'm always so... I'll be honest. I, I've followed Scherzer, actually, since when he was on the Diamondbacks. Shout out to the Diamondbacks. <laughs> the worst team in baseball right now. <laughs> I'm such a huge fan. I haven't watched, like, a single inning this year. Um, so I love Scherzer. 
but I, I just he terrifies me now. I'm just waiting for those wheels to fall off. Uh, I mean, I guess, but but they definitely they, no, they're definitely a winner. I just don't know if they're top three. But I'll, I'll get into mine real quick. Okay, okay, I'll get into mine real quick. So to me, the big three winners. I'm gonna start right off with, with one that's weird because they actually only really made one big move: the Chicago White Sox, because they had the best starting rotation in the American League, and. Hendricks is doing a lovely job closing out games. Now you add Keg Krimble. And all you gave up was a former first-round pick, Nick Madrigal, who's been a very good offensive player. Um, but, I mean, we know what he is. He's a singles guy. He all hit some doubles, too, but not a ton of pop. Good plays, very good second base. But he was injured for the year, so he wasn't going to help you this year anyway. And the White Sox have a ton of money that they can spend if they want to fill that hole in the offseason. You've now, what they've essentially done is they've made it Secure that through innings one through nine in the playoffs, they have the best pitching in the American League. They have the best starters to throw out there, and they can throw out Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimball to finish the game off in the eighth and ninth. So I think the White Sox, absolutely one of the biggest winners of the deadline. I think it makes them even better than the Astros, an elite, elite team in the American League now. And they didn't even have to give up a ton. The reason I don't think they're better than the Astros is Tony Larusa. Okay. That man, he's lost it. I don't know. He, I, baseball I, has passed him by. You don't think he, he, he was a little vindicated on the Yermaine uh, Mercedes controversy, though? You don't think that part of the reason he fell off a cliff is because your manager is treating you like a child? Oh, maybe. Maybe. But maybe maybe that's because there was some other uh, problems that we didn't see in the locker well, room all the time. He also, speaking of him, he retired for a day. So clearly, I think there's a lot of dysfunction maybe in that organization right no, no, now. He, re- he retired for a day after he got sent down, though. Okay. Yeah, he, he was mad that he got sent down. Okay. Okay. That, that, that's, that's what happened there. Okay. Yeah. But I see your point on Larissa. I, I do see maybe yeah. the game has well, passed him by. Did you see that fight the other day? No, I think it was not. I think it was Jimenez got hit with a pitch, and like he went down for a little bit. And then Larissa came out. Like the catcher for... I didn't remember the team they were facing. It might have been the Brewer. No, I think it was a red team. Some team that wears red. <laughs> um, and he came out. Tony Russo came out, comes running out of the dugout, and he pushes the opposing catcher away from the guy who's ch- ch- literally checking on your player. And you're like, get away from him. Oh, man. I did not see that. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Managers, managers are not as important anymore in baseball, though. They're not. No, because I think one of the whole reasons the Red Sox are good at all this season is the manager. Uh, yeah, it definitely helps with chemistry and stuff. But the players, the players on the field get it done. It's not football, where like you can have all the talent, but if you're out schemed X and O's every week, you're not going to win. But I get your point. I see your point. I see your point. But from strictly trade deadline, just roster moves in general, right. I think they're one of the winners. The other, <laughs> sure, yes, okay, thank you. I just don't think they're better than the Astros right now. No, no, okay, all right. We, we, we can agree to disagree. It's by the slimmest of margins. All right. Man, you threw me way off topic here. <laughs> you got me off, winners you and losers. I know, I know. All right, so losers, obviously the Rockies. We're going to have a special little award to throw out here at the <laughs> end of the show for just how bad the Rockies butchered that, by the way. So the Rockies are one of the losers. The Padres absolutely are a loser. I mean, this is a team. They, they went all in in the offseason because they wanted to take down the Dodgers. They sit six and a half back, and their acquisitions have blown up in their face for a long part. Darvish was good for a while. Uh, let me read you these ERAs over the past month for some of these guys. Blake Snell has been awful all season. 
And by the way, they went they went about a month without a quality start from one of their starters. Blake Smell, ERA of an even six in the last month, 5.44 on the season. Darvish is even worse, 7.36. 3.48 still on the season, so he was doing good before that. Chris Paddock is on the DL now. His ERA was pushing seven and a half. It's 5.13 on the season. And Musgrove, the only bright spot, 3.95 over the last month, which is functional, but definitely not something to write home about. So, yeah, this starting rotation needed some help. They went all in on trying to get Scherzer. They got fleeced out of that, and they had no backup plan. So the Padres maybe are even the biggest loser of the entire deadline. My second winner, and this is going to be weird, but the Chicago Cubs. Because the Chicago Cubs were in a weird place where if you, I told you about this, if you remember those Phillies teams that won a World Series with Cliff Lee and Roy Halladay and all those guys, mm-hmm. Lovely time, but they sold way too late. There were about two or three seasons where we all kind of said, everybody in baseball knew, it's over, you got to blow it up, and they never did. You know, Cliff Lee all of a sudden was gone from baseball. Hamels was getting older. Roy Halladay was so old, he was pretty much done, too, at that point. So the Cubs were reaching a place because they started the year. They started the year hot, and then they got really bad for a while. And Bryant was awful. Rizzo was awful. Baez was awful. And it was a weird point where it was like, is the window so closed now and you're so bad right now that you're not going to get a lot of value from these guys? But they turned it around, at least those guys did, and they were able to get these guys out the door and got a haul of prospects. I mean, a crazy haul. I have it up on my phone right now. I'm not going to go through all of it. But but they, they, they landed like... 10 different prospects, a number of guys in the top MLB 30 prospect list. So the Cubs to me are a huge winner. You got this rebuild going on maybe even ahead of schedule with some of these guys because a lot of these guys are only a year or two away from the major leagues. So I thought they were a huge winner. And then, can I try to guess your third winner based on that? Yeah, is it the Washington Nationals? Because no. they did the same thing. They did not quite the same thing, but, but they didn't. They didn't get quite as many guys. Not not on the same level. So I, I don't think so. And I think the Nationals have handled some other things worse. I mean, Corbin now is not worth much and stuff like that. But I know they got Turner and Scherzer out the door and got a nice haul. But, I mean, not not 10 different prospects and a number in, ranked in the MLB top 30. So, But, you know, they did a nice job. Um, the other winner I have is the Blue Jays because I thought they had... Next to the Rays, the deal that made the most sense. Jose Barrios is a low-end number one starter, a high-end number two starter who is young. The biggest thing, durable. The dude has not been on the injured list in his time in the major leagues. Durable, 200 innings, plug it in, quality innings, and he's still under team control for another year, and he's pretty cheap. I I think he's going to have to get an arbitration hearing, but he's still pretty cheap for what he would get on the open market for a team that's only going to get better next year. And by the way, they find themselves only three and a half back right now with that second wild card spot. So they're actually making a push even to potentially make the playoffs this year. But I fully believe they might be the best team in the AL East come next season. So I think he makes so much sense for them. And then uh, I got the Rockies, the Padres, the losers. And then, you know, I wanted to do a different team. Just, just there more to talk about. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with myself. Be dreadfully brutally honest the Red Sox are the third loser <laughs> we had the same three losers yeah we do have the same three losers 
there is no way that you can you can try and tell me that the Red Sox aren't one of the biggest losers of this deadline for the things we've already discussed. All right. With that, it's time to transition. Jesse, take the show here. You're, you're the hockey guy. We'll get into... A bit. A bit. No, no. you you live and breathe hockey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like baseball more. Yeah, that's but true. Like, that's true. You know, hockey fires me up more for obvious reasons. It's just a faster, more intense game. Oh, it is. But it like... Is. I don't know. The baseball's f- intense in a way that like the f- finesse of baseball is just so beautiful. B- baseball's an intense way and in, like but you're not like jumping up and down. You're like sitting on the edge of your seat quietly, just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean it's a gosh. different intensity. Yeah, th- it's a slower intensity. Th- don't screw this pitch up. <laughs> but all right, moving on to hockey. Yeah. Um you know. I mean the big discussion is how do you feel the Bruins have done this off season? I have some big problems in what they've done. Hmm. Um I mean, one of the first things, like, you needed to address defense. Mm -hmm. You needed to address defense. And one of the first things that happened this offseason was the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, And you lost a young defenseman who people had a lot of problems with in the playoffs last year. But he was very young, and people expected him to take that next step Mm. uh, in Jeremy Lozon. I think you should have protected him in the draft over Jake DeBrusque, if you could. Although you did need to protect a certain amount of forwards, goalies, mm-hmm. defensemen. Yeah. Um, so he might have just been left on the floor. Uh, and I think that's a huge loss. Mm. Because, I mean, they've gotten some defensemen in signing. Um, I mean, they re-signed Mike Riley, which, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Derek Forbert for three years, three million each uh, for both Mike Riley and Derek Forbert. And that's just depth, man. Mm. Like, there's no real defenseman left on the market. Like, you need to you need to do something because this it was not great last year, and you got worse mm. on the back end. They made some nice signings with forward. I've said at the beginning of the show I like the Allmark signing at goalie, the Nick Foligno signing at forward, especially when you're losing Krejci. Mm. Although they 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 said they're going to bump Coyle up to that second line, which I don't like. Mm. Um, and Eric Howla, that's just a good depth forward. And they're relatively cheap. Most expensive one was Olmark, four years, five million. But like this team, I feel took overall a step back. You lost Krejci. You lost Kevin Miller to retirement. You lost, mm-hmm. um, like I said, Lazan to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And you also like you let some people walk. Um, that I, I don't know. People, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I saw something in the, the Bruins report. Somebody came out, one of the people, executives, I think, or someone, the GM maybe, said they're going to have a, a center by committee type of thing going on now with, with, with Krejci gone. How do you feel about that? <laughs> this isn't a lot. Uh, we're not filming this, but, like, I'm making a face right now. <laughs> I know. I could tell just by the way you did that. They did. Uh, Nick Foligno came out and said, like, they asked him, where are you going to play for the mm-hmm. Bruins? And he, they, he came out and said, everywhere. Um, and he can do it. Mm. Um, he's a good f- centerman, but he can be a, a good forward or a good um, winger. Uh, but, like, right now, I mean, your top line is going to stay the same. Bergeron's your center. Marshawn, Pasternak. But, like, you have Taylor Hall and Craig Smith on your second line, and you're going to be swapping out centers with your second line? That's terrible for chemistry. I mean, you, I guess you do it till like, you find a fit, but you don't have a true second-line center, and that'll drag a guy like Taylor Hall down. Hmm. Krejci lifted him up. They had great chemistry. They looked hmm. fantastic on the ice together. So they're not going to get the most out of Hall now that they've signed him then without, yeah. without a, with a mainstay center line. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you think this is fair to say that this might be the last, this might be the end of the window here this last year with the Bruins? It really could be. I know we say that every season because Bergeron, Marshawn, Krejci, Rask, Chara, who's not here anymore, we're all getting older. By the way, Chara's still on the market if you want that defenseman. If I was him, I would not come back. (laughs) Uh, Just for like, no. Mm. But yeah, I'd say this could be the last season. Maybe one more Mm. after this. Um, Because, I mean, Bergeron and Marshawn, they just don't, they won't age, man. They no. really won't. No. Marshawn actually seems to get better every season. But that can only last so long. Hmm. And we're having... I like the Allmark signing, but he's very young. He is unproven. And if you don't have a good defense in front of him, like he really didn't have in Buffalo, you're going to leave him out to dry. Yeah. A good goalie can only save so many things. Yeah. We, so, saw, so, we, we saw that with Tuca in the playoffs a little bit sometimes. He Let's was, be honest, I know he didn't play well, but he there was, were also some goals that were just like, what are you doing? Like on, on the Bruins' well, defense. He had a couple. Um, I mean, he was injured for the playoffs with the hip. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the defense just, they they buckled so much against the Islanders. And uh, that's why part of the reason I like the Nick Felino signing is because, like, he's tougher. Mm-hmm. He's gritty. He can fight. He can hit hard. Um, is, is there anything, is there any move that you see that they could do to, to fix this problem at the center line? If they're not doing a, a center by committee type of thing like, like that he's talking about? Oh, you're running out of money. Yeah, okay. So kind of no. You have to I mean, Coyle was also injured last season and I do like Coyle as a player, but he is I I like him as your bottom six. Okay. Guys. Um So like he's got he got off-season surgery, he'll heal, maybe he'll take that step forward cuz he's not old at mm. all. Um maybe Taylor Hall can lift him up, but mm. he's getting old too, so Oh, uh, yeah, I say this this <laughs> is probably the last cup, good cup run you might have, and maybe one more you'll make the playoffs. But like you might just well, you'll be like, your way you, in in that second season. Be you, like this wasn't worth it. I mean, yeah, but for the second year, you're like, um, what was the team that was the dynasty with uh, in the NHL? Yeah, he was the GM of the Lightning. Oh, Iserman? Steve Iserman? Yeah, the Red Wings. But the Red Wings had that crazy streak of making playoffs, but like... Oh, for yeah. like 27 straight years? Yeah, but we knew for what? Like almost a decade of it? That oh. Like, like they, it wasn't real they anymore. They were desperately holding on, <laughs> yeah. signing free agent names to... To make the playoffs. yeah. Just to, barely to make, make the, the playoffs. Yeah. To just make the playoffs. So, you know, you all knew that there was no chance. But anyway, that's that's uh, that's our Bruins talk right there for now. And, uh, a little I, bit. It's still off-season. We'll see what happens. Uh, from here on in, we would actually... I'm going to design it in the thing. We're going to take a break real quick. You know? Okay. Just for a sec. Okay. everybody welcome back to slow your roll and we are moving on now we've been talking trade deadline bruins mlb league in general all sorts of stuff here with my buddy here jesse caulfield once again writer for the yakiwayreport.com and uh, we'll be moving on now with some football talk training camp all that stuff going on we're not that far away we're not that far away 
right now. Yeah, we're we're gonna go right into that Patriots talk. We're hearing all amazing, glowing things about Mac Jones and you know work ethic and this and that. But Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick says Cam Newton is the starter, which. I'm actually not going to disagree with. We all knew that. We all know Bill ain't the guy to, um, Bill's not the guy to uh, throw, you know, gasoline on a fire, if you know what I mean. He, he doesn't uh, give you a lot of things to talk <laughs> about. But, let, I mean, Jesse, let's talk about the landscape here of the Patriots. You know, disappointing season last year. Not like they weren't terrible. They actually were only a few games away from, you know, being 9-7. and seven. Actually, they looked really good the first couple games of the season. They absolutely did. And that's actually one of the things I want to talk to you about because we know a lot of people in Boston don't like Cam Newton, and I know you don't like Cam Newton. You had a, you had a, what, what? What was your funny little quote that you said uh, when we were going well, over this show? Well, we talked about like because Bill said Cam's the Week One starter. Yes, and I agree with that. He is a veteran. Mac Jones just got drafted, and you know, just personally, I think if you look at the trash first, when you look at the mediocre, it'll look a lot better. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm not quite as uh, I'm not I'm not quite as as mean about that as you are. I, I think uh, I think Cam can work. I mean, I don't dislike Cam Newton the person. I think he's a good. He can be a pretty good um, guy on your team. And then the second he came in, all the players came out and said like, "Yo, I love this guy. He's such a cool dude. He's so chill. Stuff like that." He <laughs> seems to have grown from when he was maybe a little more immature with mm. his time with the Panthers, but also just. Bill don't take that crap. So maybe that had something to do with it. Mm. But still, I don't dislike Cam. I thought he, I was a defender of him for a long time. He Mm. looked really good until he got COVID. And then he looked really bad. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. But you're going to have a whole nother year in the system now. You're not going to have the COVID thing that happened when he caught COVID. You're going to have another year to learn the Patriot system, which we've all been told for years. And it seems by the fact you can never plug a rookie wide receiver into this system. It's a pretty complicated system. So it seems to me that year two, I mean, let's be, year two is always better for every quarterback. Aaron Rodgers under Matt LaFleur, year two, way better. He's MVP. I mean, year two always is the year usually with quarterbacks pop with that new system. Well, that's another reason I don't want Mac to be thrown to the wolves immediately. No, I know, but you, but you think that Mac's going to take over here at some point during the season. I mean, if Cam is anything like last year, yeah. Um, okay, but, but but if he's good, I don't mind him. I don't mind if him riding betting, If you're a betting man, yes, Mac Jones will at some point become the starting QB this season. Okay, that's what you think. Yes. Okay, I don't. I think Mac. I think Matt sets Mac sets the entire. You on that Stidham ride? Uh, yeah, Jared Stidham, baby. No, I'm not on that Stidham ride. I think Cam Newton's the quarterback for the season. I think you're going to find that he he does a pretty good job. He's functional, you know. In a, in a team that all also here's the big thing. This team to me is built for Cam Newton more than it's built for Mac Jones. They don't have a they, Mac Jones needs to distribute the ball around, throw to this guy, throw to that guy. They they upgraded the weapons, but they're not. They still don't have. An, well, that's an what we were for twenty years with Tom Brady. But 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 that's Tom Brady. That's not. But that was the system. Okay, but but Tom proved that that it was more than just the system with him. By the way, that, I guess. Well, guys, that's another. We're gonna have our weekly Tommy report here at some point. Also, yeah, we got to keep up with the greatest quarterback of all time. See what he's doing on social media. See where he's at. We all want to know. Oh, we got to know what Tommy's doing all the time. But anyway, <laughs> back to the thing. That's Tom Brady, though. That's not Mac Jones. Not and, and we don't. And we don't have. Um, we don't have a lot of elite targets for him to throw to. 
they did a very nice job adding some pieces. But I mean, Damian Harris, they did, they did. And uh, the tight end Hurst, I really like him. I mean, how, oh, I like uh, Johnny Smith also a tight end. Johnny Smith, I think that's a good one to punch a tight end. I meant Hunter Henry. <laughs> I'm dumb. Oh, Hunter yeah. Henry. <laughs> I just let it go. I know you did. I know you did. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, Hunter Henry at tight end. Love, love the signing, John U. Smith. But those are big targets. Do you those like are... Aguilar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it kind of throws into my like warm body theory a little bit sometimes. But I mean, he, you know, he's been in the league a while. I'm sure he'll get it. He'll get the system. But I like Henry. Actually, he was pretty good with the Raiders last season. Yeah, he was pretty good. But uh, with John U. Smith and Hunter Henry, you got big physical targets large catch radius that sounds like cam newton because we all know cam even when cam even when cam was good with the panthers he was not the most accurate thrower of the football ever that also helps the run game if you got two big guys on either side but that's the other thing where i'm pointing out though is like i to me this offense is built for cam newton and it's not built at all for mac oh. jones that's my point we got that, there yeah, we got there yeah 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 i understand okay you get my point okay I'm saying why I don't think Cam Newton is going to be. I mean, why I think Cam Newton is a starter for the year, and I think he's going to keep the job because he's going to be highly productive. Because I think this team is built for Cam. It's big. It's physical. It has better targets now, but they're still big guys. Large catch radius. Let's control the game. Bill's still going to do his thing on the defensive side. Gilmore is back, I believe. Now, yeah, he showed, he showed yeah. up training. Yeah, he showed up. So. So then Bill will always do his thing on defense. So well, he's going to be. They're going to have to win games a certain way, but to me, they're built the right way to be able to make the game played the way they need to make the game played to win. They did say Gilmore was going to be on the physically unable to perform list for at least the start. <laughs> but I trust. I trust Bill will figure it out. Talk him in. Yeah, I think so. Talk okay. him into being one of the team. Yeah. Well, no, I just mean like in, in the absence of Gilmore, if he's not there for a couple of games, Bill okay. Bill will find a way. He'll, he'll roll some coverage over. He'll get some help. He'll figure some stuff out. Because Gilmore has been annoying me. No, I know. I know. He didn't even have a great year last year. Well, he, no. was hurt. he was hurt most of it, but. Well, yeah, that's the thing. He wants his big payday okay. when we have no idea what we're going to get from him this season. But I, now I'm interested. Did I just change your opinion? On? On, on Mac, Mac being able to start this season for the Pats? Well, I, I don't think he should. No, I know, but you think he will. Oh yes, at, at some, some point. point. Yeah. Yes, I still think it's something. Okay, will. you still because like it's... I mean, like his Cam Newton's arm last season. <laughs> I don't know what happened, man. I don't throw a football well, but I was sitting there on my couch saying like, I could have thrown that a little, at least a little better. Put some air under that thing, man. Yeah, he had some bad ones. He, he skipped a lot of balls to a lot of targets. It was bad. It was bad. But. No, I think he'll get better. And I, they'll, they'll, you know, they're not going to ask him to throw the ball 35 times a game. He'll throw it 20 to 25. What do you think the running game's going to be? I think the running game is going to be good. Really? Yeah, I do. You think go with like Damian Harris or Sonny Michelle? Oh, yeah, I think they're going to go with Damian Harris. But I mean, listen, all, all running backs now are, are running back by committee in the NFL anyway. I guess, but you have, every team has that guy. True. Pretty much. And you well, not think, every team, but. You don't think Harris can be that guy? Bill does love his Alabama guys. So. He, he really does. So maybe. I, I, From what I saw from him, I loved him last I, year. I mean, I, I liked when he was playing last year, and I also liked that him playing that well seemed to also kick Sony Michelle in the butt mm. and make him play a little better when he came back. Mm. Absolutely. So anyway, so ballpark thing. What, what, what do you expect the Pats record to be at the end of the year? 
What are you? What are you? What are well, you looking for? Keep in mind, this is the first seventeen game season they're gonna have. No, I know. Um, that could play a lot with injuries, maybe. I mean, I think the Bills win the division. Definitely. It depends, like, do the Dolphins take that step forward? And if they don't, I think the Patriots could chase them down and maybe get a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. I think, best case scenario, 10-6, and six, to be honest. 10-17 and six, 17 games, brother. Oh, sorry. I know. So you, I know. You know I what? Know. I'm going to be optimist. 11-6. <laughs> and six. No way. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I think, but more realistically. With them changing quarterbacks partway through the year, they think they'll be 11 and 6. But more realistically, oh, I think okay. they're a 500 team. Oh, okay. Okay. Again, if you're a betting man, what do you think they are? 8 and 9, 9 and 8. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We're actually going to be in, like, in the similar ballpark on this. I, I'm going to be a little more optimistic than you. I'm going to say 10 and 7. I think they'll be 10 and 7. You know why? Because I, I like everything that the Dolphins did. I like Flores. I don't like Tua at all. Like, at all. So anyway, with, the, with that in... Well, they also got Xavier Howard holding out. Yeah, they do. They do. Because he had I, a I'm, terrible agent. Oh, yeah. Well, That's I the mean, team's fault. It was the team's fault. But, I, I listen, we all know what the Bills are winning the division. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. I, I think it comes down to, I don't think, I don't buy Tua. I didn't even like Tua out of the draft. I watched a lot of college football, which is one of the reasons I actually didn't like Mac Jones a ton either. But... Um, He's getting good reviews in training camp. Though, I know he is, which I know. I know is a different animal than a real game. But like, I mean, if you, but if you didn't like him, especially in New England, would you go out and say that about Mac Jones? Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't like the pick at the time, but like, I've heard nothing but good things, and from what I've seen, like, yeah, he makes some pretty good passes. No? Again, not under pressure in a game, not with a real defender on the wide receiver. But yeah. Still. All right. Well, anyway. Transitioning now, then I told you, I told you, we're gonna have plenty to talk about today. We're, we're reaching the fifty-minute mark right now, so we're gonna be wrapping this up pretty soon. We gotta, we gotta go into uh, some, some, some things that we're gonna hand out every week when we do this kind of stuff. We, weekly with Tommy report. That's the first thing. Did you look and see? Did you look and see at Tom Brady's social media? He's at, he's at, he's at training camp right now, yes. as always. But uh, doing a little bit more than that. Have you seen some of the, uh, some of the videos? No, you didn't see them. What are you doing? This is your segment. Your idea. I just was just gonna say he was at training camp. <laughs> no, he's done more than that. He's uh, he had a nice little little Instagram video there about trying to up his Madden rating and speed. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, like, see, I there you go. I don't care. about He's Madden. just having fun at training camp, though. That's when I'm. When you win this many Super Bowls, you can do stuff like that at training camp. Also, when you're just the goat and you come in and say, "This is my team now," exactly We're winning Super Bowls. You so, so Tom is grinding at training camp, but also balling at training camp. <laughs> <laughs> but he if never you know what I mean. He never stopped balling. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So well, you know, he when he was in New England, you didn't see that kind of stuff. So you thought when it was football time he wasn't balling anymore, but Well that's because Bill wouldn't never allow fun. Down in fun. Florida, down in Florida, baby. He's balling all the time, even when he's on the football field. Seeing drunk Tom on that parade was like the, surreal. Yeah, it was great. It's like you're a human being. I was just about to say that. Didn't didn't, didn't you Make you feel a little bit better? Again, I want to do this again. Matt, actually, Matt, it Matt made Reardon. me sad because he wasn't doing it here. Oh, okay. I, I get what you mean there. That's That was the moment after the Super Bowl where I was like, damn, I wish they kind of didn't win. <laughs> and I really hope they don't win another one. He cemented his legacy. I'm through with it. Retire. You want Aaron Rodgers to win instead in the NFC? No, but he's going to lose in the championship game again. That's just what he does. 
Uh, okay, you think that? Yeah, no, they're not winning this year. I don't think they're making it to the championship game either. Do, uh, you know what? Probably not. With all, the, I don't think Aaron Rodgers cares that much this season. With all the weird, listen, we'll get into Aaron Rodgers talk probably on the next show. We're, we're running out of time here. Here's the last one. All right, we we got to do it every week. We're going to give this out: the Darwin Award in sports. That goes to Bill Schmidt, the interim GM of the Colorado Rockies. And I'm, I'm going to throw Greg Friesel in there too because he's president of baseball operations. Maybe he's the one who's who's uh, pressing all the buttons. But uh, Bill Schmidt, man. Boy, if you wanted to not be interim GM anymore, I, I don't think the way to do that was not making a single move at the deadline when you traded Arenado uh, last offseason uh, and knew that you were selling and you have Trevor Story, who's about to be a free agent, and John Gray, who you're going to have to negotiate a new contract with. Do you think they could have got them for Charlie Blackman? Probably not a ton for Charlie Blackman. I don't a think a bad, ton, but like... Bad season. Oh. But, I mean, come well, on. You, you, try him in on this. About Bill? Yeah, come on. How is this not Darwin Award? Well, uh, we had a different Darwin Award, but then the story changed. Yeah, yeah, we can't do a Vander Kane. There's, there's too many other things going on there. Yeah, we'll wait for the investigation. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait for that. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna be responsible people. Yeah, and not jump to conclusions. So Bill Schmidt, one hundred percent. Until this takes off, and then we'll jump to all the conclusions because that sells, that gets hits, that gets link, uh, presses, clicks, whatever. No, this will never become a shtick. No. <laughs> Never going to happen, guys. Well, I mean, right. we both had the Rockies on our list of losers. Mm. Um, but so. let's let's make this about let's make this about Bill. I mean, I mean, he also he's made some funny comments in the media too, talking about trying to explain things to Rocky fans. Ah, we're going to do the best thing for us to be competitive going forward. Well, Trevor Story ain't going to be on your team next year, so maybe you should have gotten something for him. I mean, to be honest, I think you could put the whole Rockies organization. As the Darwin Award, just how they've gone about things the last year. Oh, I know. With the Arenado trade. And, I mean, you ba- they basically have admitted that, like, <laughs> we sign players to sell tickets, not to win games. <laughs> yeah, th- you're right. And that's actually why I put uh, Greg Fiesel in there as well. As, as uh, uh, Who's the uh, owner of that team? Oh, crap. I can't remember. Ah, oh, we'll get there. Because we'll even after the, I think it was him after the Arenado trade, he's like, "If I, if <laughs> I would fire myself, why didn't you?" Then? <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people in Colorado. Anyone who's a baseball fan is hoping that too. But Darwin Award shout out, Bill Schmidt, and you know, little little Craig Fiesel in there just in case. Maybe maybe it's not Bill. Maybe Bill's hands were handcuffed by the president of baseball operations. I don't know. Well, that's why I say just. I say the Rockies organization. All right, we, we'll throw the Rockies organization in there too, except Trevor Story. Yes, but to me, he what made it better. funny was Bill Schmidt saying that he he wants he hopes to uh, remain the permanent GM, and uh, being widely recognized by everyone in baseball as the dumbest, most non most nonsensical trade deadline uh, experience. I, I don't think is going to make you the permanent GM. <laughs> Absolutely not. Anyway, guys, this has been Slow Your Roll. I'm Dominic Lorenzato. Once again, Jesse Caulfield. Um, shout out to everybody who listened. And guys, we're going to be bringing guests on as well. Anyone who's friends with us, anyone wants to hit us up. Uh, Dominic Lorenzato on Facebook, obviously your normal name. Also send topics. <laughs> yeah, send topics too. Oh, by the way, guys, we'll get into it next show when we have more time. We're going to have a segment we're going to call Fair or Foul some crazy sports takes like that and we're just going to explain whether it's fair or foul and we want messages from you know all our friends or anyone who's listening in on anything you want us to talk about or put on that segment and you know we'll ask 
Well, you'll go around with us. You know, is, do you think this is a fair thing to say, fair statement to make, or foul? So, any guys, you want to send us topics, or you want to come on the show, just talk sports with us as a guest. Um, Dominic Lorenzano, Instagram handle at Traveling Guinea. And what's your Twitter, Jesse? I don't remember. I just made it. Oh gosh, fine. You're <laughs> but gonna, like, you're gonna have to hit Jesse up on Facebook then. And read my statuses. They're pretty funny. All right. Thank, <laughs> thank you, everybody. And read my articles. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Have a good rest of your week.